Hello? You play to win the game. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. To LeBron James! That was insane! Officially insane, LeBron James! What is happening, y'all? Welcome back to another edition of Claws to the Wall here in Studio C. We got a good lineup for you guys today. I'm your host, Kobe Jackson, alongside my wonderful co-host, Giancarlo Cacho, Roderick Jackson, and Jerry Castro. We got another good lineup for you guys today as the NFL postseason is just about wrapping up here and also nba all-stars or all-star break is coming up pretty soon but i mean first of all guys how you guys doing this morning i know it's kind of early in the morning so i mean you guys doing all right i'm doing great this morning <laughs> i know you're doing great. great jerry i'm doing okay i mean i've had bad mornings but you know what i'm saying it's all good being here now. fair john Oh, it's been rough, man. <laughs> but it's, I'm glad and I'm happy to be here. You know, ready to record a good another podcast right here in Cloud the Wall. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of uh, happiness for Mr. Roderick here, we're going to start off with the NFL. And we're going to start off with breaking news that literally just came on our devices literally about five to six minutes ago. Head defensive former Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn is officially the head coach of the Washington Commanders. And let me just say, there are some different sides to this. Roderick, you were pretty happy with this decision. Giancarlo, you were kind of disappointed. So I guess we'll start off on the positive side. Roderick, what did you uh, what do you think? Listen, um, I like Dan Quinn. Personally, I don't think he was that bad of a guy. I mean, during the early season, he led our team to leading in takeaways. I was looking like a top three defense for multiple years in a row. So I can appreciate him for what he did. But there's a time where change needs to happen. And I feel like Jerry Jones is finally taking a step towards change for what the Cowboys need. I believe that Dan Quinn, (sighs) although he was good, (laughs) while Dan Quinn was good, he is not great. You can't, like how we saw against the Packers, you can't make a team that ran zone defense all year and let in takeaways because of zone defense and having Micah Parsons lead in pressures because of that. And then switch to man defense to where the whole team is rattled. They don't know what they're doing. Mind you, with a young corner that's stepping in for Trayvon Diggs that's not accustomed to playing man at all. He has never played man in his entire career. And now you're forcing him to play man when he has to step up and be the leader. Now that Trayvon Diggs is gone, I didn't like it. I thought that was ugly. Jerry, John, any thoughts? Jerry, you can take the floor. Take the floor. For me, it's just like... uh, he was just so good during the regular season, and obviously the outcome didn't go as well during the postseason against the Packers. But I mean, it's just like he's a good defensive coordinator. Like he's one of the best in the league, and just his play calls. And it's just like, who's gonna replace him? Like how, our defense is probably gonna slip next year. And it's just like, bro. Like I'm happy for him. Like, I congrats too, to you, unfortunately, for being a head coach in the NFL. But it's just like, damn. Like that was our guy, mm-hmm. and now he's gone. Yeah, I feel the same sentiment. I mean, I. I can see where you're coming from, Roger. You know, the, the defense and, you know, how they played in the, the playoffs was disappointing. But as a longtime Cowboys fan, I kind of just expected at this point, man. Um, <laughs> so, obviously, I like that Jerry Jones is making some change. I believe it should be in the head coaching position. I believe someone needs to be the forefront and lead that locker room, that defense and offense in a different direction than what McCarthy has. But change is good. Change, I mean, change is hard. So we're going to see how the Cowboys do it next year. But I can I can be optimistic. I can be hopeful that they're going to bring in somebody that can fill in the shoes that Dan Quinn had put in and, you know, make them even better. Because you have a solid defense. You have solid players, Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons and a solid pressure. And I believe the Cowboys, if they keep their contracts in place and – you know, see how they do in the offseason, but I believe they have another good quality defense in the next season. So y'all have faith in another season where y'all will have great success in the regular season, but possibly not do anything in the postseason? Better than the Steelers. 
I'll oh put that God, one. Whatever. I'll put that one out on there. Whatever. I th- you I know mean, what? I'll put it out there. The Cowboys will have a better season than the Pittsburgh Steelers next year. Hell, we That's just we just fired it. Well, we just hired an offensive. Uh, the oh, what was oh, what's his Arthur name? Smith. Arthur Smith. For I would just like to say <laughs> Arthur Smith and Mike Tomlin just for another nine and eight season. And oh my God! Ooh. Whatever. Ooh. Whatever. Whatever. Mediocrity at every level. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Hey, well. Antonio Brown's still knocking. He hates. Give, <laughs> give him another shot. Man, look, I don't, I don't want to talk about Antonio Brown right now. We'll go on. I can go on a spiel about that, and it will last me for, uh, I would say, about a good two hours, but we're kind of on time crunch. But, yeah, I mean, Dan Quinn has been an amazing defensive coordinator for the past three to four years for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, he's made the, the Cowboys defense a top three defense in the National Football top, League. That's still top, man. That's still Comfort- top comfortably top three. Yeah. Comfortably top three. No hesitation. Yeah, yeah. It, I had to hesitate on that because you were saying that before the show. I'm like, oh, uh, I was going to say top five at least. Uh, so Mike gets uh, give me your- uh, name, a, name another uh, – Name another end that gets holding calls every play and still ends up leading the league in sacks. Cleveland. Ooh. Miles Garrett? <laughs> really? <laughs> they don't double him as much as they double Micah, and you know they don't. Oh, my goodness. You know that for a fact. I know. I was just, I was just messing with you. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Cowboys taking another step. But now, if you're Dallas, who would you go after as far as finding a defensive corner? Do you go after a – you know, a former head coach, or do you just go find just a different defensive coordinator at this point? I think, realistically, in my heart, I want Bill because Bill is Belichick. Bill, yes, I want Belly because I know Belly's not going to want it because obviously he's been a head coach for so long. He just he he's naturally in that you know head coach spot. But I think that we have overlooked. Like, we, we look at Tom Brady, we look at Gronk, we look at, you know, all the Randy Moss and Julian Edelman, all the offensive pieces he's had over the years. But I think we diminished what defenses he's had over oh, the yeah. years. Darrell oh, Rebus, yeah. I mean, you know, he's, oh, got, he's got in critical pieces. He's really made defenses insane. He's like, the Patriots were known for defense for a while. Yeah, they were. So it's like, I, 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 in my heart, I want Belichick. But if there is one defensive coordinator that I would like, possibly, possibly. And this may be a stretch, but if they could somehow, somehow find a way, like in the coming years, to finesse the Ravens DC off of them, oh, I would ooh. gladly take that. I would gladly take him. I don't, I don't remember his name, but if they get the Ravens DC, I think we'll be there. It just depends on how you know Jerry wants to do it. I can see that, man. You can see that. I can see it. Honestly, Jerry's got big checks, man. <laughs> Jerry's got <laughs> big That's checks. Jerry's world. Bags on bags. I mean, I was honestly, I, I know this name's out there. I know this name is out there, but I don't think he's going to be leaving anytime soon. Is um, is Steve Spagnuolo for Kansas City? Yes. Because oh man, he's you know, staying there. He with has the had no because he has had he's had moments where he has made strong defensive adjustments. At least in the second half. First half kind of be kind of setting the table, but second half is when he can. Really turn things up on the defensive side. So, I mean, Spag is out there. I know it's kind of tempting a little bit, but I know because, you know, Kansas City is about to play for the Super Bowl. So, we'll kind of see how that, you know, kind of falls into play. But speaking of Super Bowl, AFC Championship game was uh, this past weekend. And uh, I know everybody, at least about 90, 95% of the world was going for <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens as they took on the Kansas City Chiefs. Final score of that. Line was 17 to 10 chiefs took the victory in that one uh where do i even (laughs) start with this um so can someone tell me why lamar jackson did not run the ball a lot please someone tell me that because he had he had (laughs) every every opportunity to run the football and he never did okay so i'm gonna break this down to you right lamar jackson coming to the league breaking louisville's all talk, just pretty much being in the face of Louisville uh, college football, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Came into the league, ran like crazy, broke records, right? Did it for two years straight, got MVP. But then you started to look at him like, is he a quarterback or is he just another skill player that just occasionally throws the ball, right? The same way we look at Justin Fields now. Well, was, Lamar heard that, decided to, okay, let me get my let me upgrade my actual throwing skills. If you watch the game, Lamar has thrown some insane passes. Lamar, I, I remember there's a viral clip of him throwing a ball through two defenders' arms. They both missed the ball for a completion. Tight windows. Lamar is not a sleep. He's not a sleeper, and when it comes to throwing the ball, I think people forget that he can throw the ball. And so, 
when you when you you know change your game like that, especially with a team that's now being catered to you, not only being able to like throw the ball more. I mean, look at it. Mark, Mark Andrews came back. Zay Flowers has had an amazing season so far. He's had an amazing rookie season. Um, you had Odell. That's some experience. You had Nelson Aguilar, who has never looked any better than he did this year. By might I add, this is the best year he's had ever. You know how can you not throw the ball? Not to mention you're going against experienced, chief, uh, experienced chief defense. You have uh, Chris Jones at D tackle. You have George Karlaftis at left end. You have you have Snead that can come pick you up because Snead is not weak at all. Snead and Snead makes a lot of great reads. You have uh, Mike Edwards at safety. They have a lot of key pieces on that team. Excuse me. They have a lot of key pieces on that team that know how to stop people like that. Because you also got to remember. They go against Josh Allen every single year. And what does Josh Allen do? Run the ball any given second. So I think Lamar was really just trying to change it up for them because he knows that they know how to stop the run. So I think he was really trying to tap into his more quarterbacky, you know, skill set. And I think it was just they just end up falling short. Wanted Jay? Yeah. Uh, I feel like he was just like too locked into like passing. Like Use your legs, like you thank you. You're yes. really like the best running quarterback, like next since to Mike, Vic, Mike Vic at least. Yeah, next to Mike Vic, but like I don't know like why you wouldn't pass it. Like all all of his passing like routes are just all of his like passing plays were just like being defended. So like just use your legs. Like I, that was something I was like confused about. Like you're like arguably the fastest quarterback in the league. Like why are you not using your legs? Mm-hmm. And it's not like he's being like covered. Like. The field was open for him. Yeah. Like, just go for it, man. Get that easy 10, 15 yards. So I don't know why you'd go with a contested route, like a slant or something, rather than just, like, using your legs. Well, I think the moment was a little too big for the Ravens and them. <laughs> AFC Championship. They, I mean, you go against a team that has Super Bowl experience, championships. Yeah. They've been there multiple times. they locked in. They know what they're doing. And, look, the Ravens over – the years have developed, but once it comes time for a playoff, that's a different mindset. That will always be a different a different atmosphere and a different vibe going into that kind of game. So I I believe, yes, he should use his legs more, but like Roger, the development, his passing over the season has just been up up top right course, there. Like, I yeah. mean, so it's, I really just believe it was the moment was a little too big for them and the Kansas State Chiefs experience just beat them out on that. Good. Sorry. Uh, I was say I would also like to add that Lamar also had eight rushes for fifty four yards, by the way. So if we're looking at quarterbacks that run, quarterbacks don't normally run that much. So he still ran a fair amount. But like John like John said, it's just the playoffs have a different you have a different type of mindset when it comes to the playoffs. And when you're going against these experienced vets who have been to the playoffs every single year and invade to the conference championship every, every single, single year, year yeah. for six years straight, I mean, you know, you can't they know what's going on. They know what to do. They know how to cover it. Especially when they're again in their conference, they have to go against people like uh Joe Burrow. They have to go against people like Josh That's Allen. True. They they still see Lamar. They're still they still see Lamar every year. It's you know, they're used to these type of plays. Even Justin Herbert, he he runs now. Yeah. So I'm saying they know what to do. They know how to tackle these people. They know how to get under these people's skin and make them uncomfortable. Yeah, the, the Chiefs have a quality defense. Yeah, and the do. thing about the game, watching it, was picking your moments. He just didn't pick the right moments. Or there were just certain moments where you think, okay, well, he could have ran that, but he decided to throw. That's where that moment was a little too big, and I think, you know, you have the whole stadium there. Everyone's rooting for you. No one wants to see the Taylor Swift Super Bowl. And <laughs> you come in and, you know, you, you go against an experienced defense and you didn't come out on top. So it's going to be tough. But Lamar Jackson has shown that he is persistent and wanting to get better and get better. This was a great year. And he's talked about, you know, MVP the years year. past about getting paid and all that. Like, look, we have Dak. <laughs> that we paid that man we paid that man and look so lamar is living up to his word what he said over you know these past few seasons and ever since he's came at least from louisville so the the future is bright for him i i think he gets another opportunity to get to the afc championship now the only thing is is it going to be kansas city or is it going to be another team that hasn't been in that position because 
Kansas State's been running the AFC. <laughs> right. So yeah, absolutely. That's the that's the thing that I'm excited to see for next season. Well, on the topic, uh, well, let's let's go back to Dallas for a second. Since Mr. Dakota Prescott has lost another playoff game, pretty much to the same team another that he beat, uh, to the same team that beat him in his rookie year, the Green Bay Packers. Do you, how much time do y'all think y'all give Dad Prescott before he's uh, before he Who leaves it? Dallas? I think me personally. I wanted them gone now, but, <laughs> but well, sign that I'll, man. I'll put it to you, I'll put it to you like this: before the season, I was done with Dak. I was I've been on the Dak train for so long, and I can only validate mediocre performance for so long. Mm-hmm. But as the season went on, I was like, "This is the Dak I've been wanting to see. This is the rookie Dak that I saw stepping in for stepping Tony in Romo Tony yeah. and took that team to another plane. This is the this is the Dak I've been wanting, but." When you put on a show like that in another big moment, it's just kind of like, even though you did have a great regular season, we were used to that. We can win regular season. That's fine. No Cowboys fan is scared of the regular season. We always end up with a great record. Yeah. Yeah. It's more of, I need playoff success. Even if we don't win the Super Bowl, I'm fine with that. But if we can at least get to a conference championship, that that shows me that that's growth. There's growth in the team, and that means that they're actually hungry to win. But to me, I don't think Dak is hungry to win. I don't see it. Like how Lamar was doing everything in his power to try and beat the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, for sure. Dak doesn't – I don't see that in Dak. I see Dak just playing it like it's another game. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's kind of hard for me to justify him as a quarterback, as a quarterback that I need to elevate this team. You know, like I I don't know. It's just I need him gone – as soon as possible, honestly. <laughs> like midway, like honestly, I was ready for Trey Lance to step, and I was like, Trey Lance uh, yeah, is my Trey QB. Lance, yeah, I think that was a big was. move, man. I but, was like, okay, that should yeah, light a fire yeah, on the like, Dak. Yeah. I'm like, but Trey Lance right was like, Trey Lance is my QB, but I, I, I don't, I don't hate Dak. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a great player. That's all he is is a great guy. Yeah, I think he's. <laughs> I think he's a great guy, but I just don't think he has it in him. I think Jerry needs to realize that and be like. Listen, Dak, I gotta cut you short. The same way Jerry saw that about Zeke, he's like, he's got to, he got to hit Johnson. He's got to, yeah, he's got to, <laughs> he's got to cut Spring Dak up. too. You know, yeah. yeah, he needs to be out of there. I, I love him as a person, dude. He's a great off the field presence, really cool dude. Love him on the field. Injuries, yes, the thumb last year. I think broken, what, le- broken, broken leg, leg a couple of years ago. Yeah. Tough injuries to come back from. And had a great regular season, but every time that it's been playoff moments, it's like he doesn't know how to play the game of football. Like, there was one play against Green Bay where he tossed it, and it was straight to a Packer defender. It was like, it was (laughs) so straight. It was straight. He was like, yeah, let me just... Like it's right like, to it. It's almost like he went colorblind for a second. <laughs> like, Yo, that's the wrong jersey <laughs> color, my guy. That ain't they're not, they're not even close. Like, what is going on? After that, I was like, I'm out of here. I'm not watching the rest of this. I'll watch the stats on ESPN. I'm not. I can't. I cannot. <laughs> so, as much as I love him off the field, I would love to see him not on the field for the Dallas Cowboys. And hmm. I think Trey Lance deserves Trey, a Trey shot. Lance step, steps in. I think he deserves a shot. Because mm. he's a modern quarterback. I mean, no Cooper Rush. Cooper no, no. Rush. He had a great little moment, and I was like some Lynn Sandy type stuff right yeah. there. But <laughs> like, that ain't, I don't think he brings us home to, mm-hmm. to no, where we need not. to be. Cooper Rush is a handoff machine. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's like, all right, here. He's like that here guy that does the project but doesn't finish. He's like, he, you know, he puts in a minimal effort. Yeah, but he's like, his <laughs> name is still on it. He's like, all right, yeah, he's like, cool. I did. all right, hand okay. it off right here, right yeah. here, a little short pass right there. That's Cooper Rush. Yeah, just sure. going off and Jan said, like, it's like you, you can't keep on repeating the same process, like regular season success and then postseason failure. Like, yeah, that's literally that's, the definition that's pretty of pretty much insanity. what it is. Like, you, if you keep on repeating that, we're literally going insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you can't just like you can't be content with that. So Jerry Jones, as a fellow Jerry, you know, what I'm saying Jerry Castle here, <laughs> we need to make a change like fast. Like Dak, he's a great guy. Obviously, like we, we all know that, like he's arguably one of the greatest people in the world <laughs> but it's just we need to change like our not, not like a rebuild more like a retool like just getting another quarterback just getting a change in general like i like don't care who it is like trey lance oh. just somebody just a change would be nice yeah you I know think- who i want i there's two guys that i want two guys and i'll be fine with either of them i want either justin fields or i want mm. kyler murray 
I want Kyler Murray or Justin Fields. Ooh. Now listen, listen, listen. I know K one's coming off of a big. He's coming off a big injury, right? Yeah. But if you looked at how he came back, he brought that terrible team, mind you, terrible team. They still won some games. That's Kyler right. Murray is not something to sleep on. Kyler Murray is still he's not, Kyler Murray is still a dynamic playmaker. And the thing about Kyler Murray is that, that separates from Justin Fields at least is that Justin Fields may be faster and a little better of a runner, but Kyler Murray can slang that. He can throw the ball oh, yeah. very That's well. Right. He's a he can he has an he arm. Played I mean, really good against the Eagles. I mean, he, he has would, a he has an arm. I mean, he was a baseball player at one point. That's so what I'm bad. saying. He has an arm. So Kyler Murray, I think personally, Kyler Murray is a. I want Kyler Murray. I think I need to see Kyler Murray in that white and blue. But if we got somebody like Justin Fields, I wouldn't be upset about it either. Because if we look back at Ohio State, he was slanging the ball yeah. heavily. Now, granted, when he got to the NFL, he wasn't able to do that because I mean, look at his O line. He has yeah. to run every five <laughs> yeah. seconds. He did not have a good O line. But if you put him under the Cowboys O line. He's really gonna develop into yeah. He's gonna be he's gonna be another Lamar like literally like they're gonna be equal. If you get like look at him, CD Lamb, Brandon Cooks, you have two experienced receivers. You gotta keep you have yeah. Well, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, but I think two two experienced receivers. You have Jake Ferguson, who has had an amazing year, by the way. Absolutely. Jake Ferguson is Absolutely. honestly, that's my guy. Jake Ferguson, that's my guy. I think that's that's all of I lay my faith in. Jake Ferguson is, he's him. He is him. Mark my words. That is the next tight end of the generation. Ooh. We'll see what George Kittle has to say about that. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, Dallas just, George I mean, Middle. but we talk about Dallas <laughs> every single, we talk about Dallas every single year about the changes that needs to be made for them. And it's almost like, it's almost a repeat of what they do in the offseason. They get, you know, whoever they get. To me, I hate the fact that they got rid of Amari Cooper. That oh, that, that was, was rough. That was, that was, that that was a sad terrible. day. That, <laughs> was, that was a terrible trade. I'm not going to lie. Because honestly, if Dallas could have kept him, they probably would have had a good, a pretty decent postseason run. Possibly even. Won. Possibly even conference title. I know that's it was out there, but unfortunately, Jared Goff and the Rams took care of business with that. But, but anyway, um, but yeah, Dallas another playoff exit, and then obviously the Ravens next year's our year. Right, year's mark our year. words, yeah. Cowboys next year. Sign next it. year's all sign year. it. I know you I'm like hearing it. Sign, sign it. it. I can't say that. Yeah, I can't say that either. I'm not even a Cowboys fan. I'm, I'm not kind saying of just that. like numb to. <laughs> so but that is the uh obviously we're done with the cowboys now and then obviously we're done with the afc the kansas city chiefs are taking are headed to the super bowl against the victory out of the nfc title game between the san francisco 49ers and the detroit lions final score 34 31 49ers take the victory in that one and um you know I would say I was not surprised because I knew honestly I really honestly did not think Detroit would la- would hang on with them very long, but they made it a game. And honestly, as someone who has not seen at least in my lifetime has not seen Detroit in the playoffs, this was pretty pretty amazing to see. I mean, you got to give credit to Detroit then head coach Dan Campbell. In my opinion, he's probably going to be coach of the year. In my opinion, with the NFL honors this coming uh, this coming weekend. So, but I mean. I'm, can I ask y'all, what did y'all see? I mean, 49ers headed back to another Super Bowl with Mr. Irrelevant leading uh, the charge. Uh, Anna Frey. Anna Frey, Anna Frey, Anna Frey. <laughs> Anna Frey, if you ever hear this, you are not a good quarterback. I don't care what analyst wow. says oh, you are. That's Lord. an outrageous take. You are not a good quarterback. I'm sorry. You can't. You have most of your offense has all pros, multiple all pros under their belt. And you proceed to be Mr. Mediocre. You are not a good quarterback. You are a system quarterback. Like Cam Newton said, you are a system. Oh you are a plug and play. And you, this is crazy. You guys think this is crazy, right? Remember when Balt- in that Baltimore game where Anna Frey threw four interceptions and Sam Darnold came in? Sam Darnold immediately took the team down the field faster than Brock Purdy did and still got a touchdown. Let's not act like Brock Purdy makes such a difference on his team. Might I add, leading in MVP votings? Really? He's not even the most valuable on the team. He's not. I mean, okay, he, that, he's true. not. That's true as far as leading MVP is. But, I mean, the dude has been consistent. Consistently really mid. And, you know and, who's been consistent? <laughs> hold on. Well, let's put this in perspective because last year in the NFC Championship, he got hurt last year. Honestly. And Philadelphia destroyed them. Molly walked. Exactly. <laughs> okay, but but this look, was, look, but but this was came his, in. But this was his first appearance in the conference title look game who was this there, year. Jimmy Garoppolo. 
Jimmy Garoppolo. You want Jimmy Garoppolo? Jimmy Garoppolo's old. He can't I want do- Jimmy Garoppolo. That's what you want, Jimmy Garoppolo. I said I don't. I was about to say I'd take Mason Rudolph over Jim Garoppolo. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Come on, I take Mitch Trubisky over Jimmy G. Hey, Jimmy G. You can keep Trubisky. But keep like him with Brock Purdy. Like he's he was the last pick of the the draft. He was Mister Irrelevant. Like. He's a good quarterback. He's already exceeded any expectation. He's Absolutely, yes. And I, I give him props for that. But let's stop making it seem like he's the next Tom Brady. Because oh, he no, got he's not, no, no, he's not got, yet. But that's no. what I'm saying. But when you look around, you look on the internet, you look around, they're like, oh, Mr. Relevant, he was picked so far below, just like Tom Brady. And look what he's doing. He's going to the car. He's going to the playoffs like Tom Brady. I mean, stop that. It's stop. Kind of, it's kind of ironic that his first start was against Tom Brady. He I'm saying. That's but, kind of but ironic. We got to stop. We got to stop this madness that – Brock Purdy is just if take away two pieces off that team. Literally, matter of fact, we can even I can even give you proof. When uh Debo got hurt in the middle of the season with his leg injury, the 49ers slumped. They literally lost. They lost games. They lost yeah, games. True. You see, you take one weapon away and he's done. He can't do it anymore. Even though you have people like Brandon Ayuk, who is honestly, in my opinion, the best receiver on that team. Brandon Ayuk is easily the best receiver on that team. If you look at last year, when again when Debo Samuel got hurt, he carried that team in the playoffs by himself, by himself because they didn't have Chris McCaffrey. They had Elijah Mitchell still. Yep. So he literally carried that team by himself. And then you add on Christian McCaffrey, multiple time All Pro, multiple time Pro Bowler, that hey he's hungry for a win now. He's been stuck in Carolina all these years. <laughs> and you have. <laughs> And then you have George Kittle, second best tight end in the league, with a second best tight end in the league, even Who's as a first? Cowboys fan. Travis Kelsey's first, or Mark obviously Tra- Travis Kelsey yeah, yeah. is first. I, I, Travis Kelsey's still up there. Travis Kelsey is still he's still, he's still up there. I mean, even with his slumps, I still think he's the best. Even though he's old, he's still up there. <laughs> Come on, let's not disrespect Travis now. But I'm you're saying, look at this. You even have Trent Williams, another guy that's, that's really right really there. old. But you see this O line potential. He literally makes that O line into stalwarts. They literally make him into castle walls. Like it's 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 literally like, like if I'm Brock Purdy, I'm not doing anything. Like look, oh oh, if I'm having a bad game, oh here you go, Christian. There you go, you got it. And what does Christian do? Okay. Drop 100 yards. I'm saying you're not the most valuable. You're not a good quarterback. You just you help people excel at what they already do, which is what Jimmy Garoppolo did. Out of the San Francisco 49ers, that's all they need. They need a system quarterback. So I don't I I see why they had this success, but we got to stop with Brock Purdy. And then to the Lions, I think that the Lions, personally, they exceeded like expectations oh. insanely. Oh, yeah. Like, I agree. 100%. Like, my boy Eric, if you ever hear this, your team went nutty this year. Aiden Hutchinson is a dog. Jared Goff, a dog. Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery, dog. dogs. <laughs> like, Sam Laporta, dog. dog. <laughs> like, come on. Like, those some dogs there. But I just I don't know what happened honestly. I think I don't I don't know. I think just maybe an experience. I mean, you know, Fred Warner. True. Fred Warner is still Fred Warner. I mean, you know, Javarius Ward still the top three corner in the league. Absolutely. I mean, I think they just simply just I think it's another experience thing. You know that they just lost out on experience. Jameer Gibbs's fumble hurt. You yeah. know. Oh yeah, I mean, for sure. yeah. I think it was just experience. Now I mean, they had a great lead, and I well. A great lead, but it, that's an embarrassing. Uh, com- I would lead. say comfortable. Yeah, they had a lead. very yeah. comfortable lead. That's that's. It was embarrassing to lose, but you can see how it happened. Mm-hmm. It's not like it was like oh, like like how I don't know. I guess Tom Brady came back on the Lions and you know like I <laughs> came back on the Falcons. I mean, you know, like that. That's that. That's just like unforeseen. That's Super Bowl, that, that's that Super was Bowl still. Hurt. Yeah, that was unforeseen. But it's just like you can see how it happened, and I think mark I, mark my words, stamp it right here. The Lions will be back. Oh yeah, this is not I this agree. is not this is not the end of the Lions. Like this, all these years of suffering, the Lions fans, it's over. It's over. They have now found themselves in a spot where they will comfortably be in the playoffs for years to come. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like what happened to the Lions is like their defense is so great at the first half. Everything was everything clicking was in the first yeah. half, and that's why they're they had that comfortable lead against mm-hmm. the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Like everything was clicking. Their defense, their offense, just everything was clicking. And I mean, like, everyone wants to give Dan Campbell the notion that he goes for every fourth down. He settled for field goals. Like, he made the safe plays and everything was clicking, but it's just the second half. Everything just crumbled. I think it was just that playoff experience. Just like everything crumbled. The defense, where did it go? It disappeared. Like, mm-hmm. it went back to Detroit. 
<laughs> so, somebody, <laughs> yeah. somebody, somebody, check on CJ Gardner Johnson, man. <laughs> no, somebody check on him. Yeah, I think it just came down to the playoff experience. Like, they're like the new boys in town. Like, they're feeling mm-hmm. all good and dandy. And then Brock Purdy and the Niners, like, hey, what are y'all doing here? Like, this is our this is our place. Mm-hmm. We have been here. And so I think it just came down to inexperience. And after that, Jameer Gibbs fumble. I think they had the 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 motivation. They had the What's the word I'm trying to look for? Momentum. Yeah, momentum. momentum. There we go. Yep. They had the momentum. And ultimately, that's just, like, what caused the downfall of the Lions. Yep. But they still had a great season, though. Like, Absolutely. No one expected them to be at the championship game. At most, like, winning one playoff game. Or even just that. But, yeah. Good season for the Lions, though. Great. Good season. But, like, again, the moment was too big. Yep. And the they moment was it. too big. The moment was too big <laughs> was for too the big. Lions, and they fumbled it. Now, I'm a Cowboys fan. I hate to see the Niners have success. <laughs> but like you said, they have some pieces. You know, they got pieces they got on them. Pieces. They, they have, you know, we talk about Brock Purdy a lot. Yes, he's a game manager. I believe that. He, But if you saw in the end, he, he ran the ball a little bit. He picked up some first downs. He kept the plays going so that they could win. He stepped up. He's showing some real development as a quarterback and taking charge mm-hmm. is what I've noticed. Now, will it? Proceeding to the Super Bowl and proceeding to next season, that is yet to come and yet to see. But when you have pieces like McCaffrey and you got Debo Samuel and you got just a bunch of men out there, dogs, 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 you're gonna have success. And the Lions, they just you know be proud of themselves. I wasn't expecting it. I was not expecting it at all. So I'm proud of what they did. Feel bad for my for Eminem, you know. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, for real, for <laughs> real, bro. Out. Shout out Eminem, team, man. shout out, yeah, bro. Shout out Slim, Shady. <laughs> but they got some good pieces. It's just the moment they they experience, like you said. It's the Niners have been there. They did to our Cowboys last year, <sighs> and they've done before it. That. They've done it <laughs> before, before, before. Like they had the experience, so it was just sad to see. It was just sad to see how they fumbled. Yep. How they consistently just messed up yep. throughout the game. Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, go back to drawing boards, see how the offseason goes, but I think the Lions they they'll, they'll be back. Come back. They'll, they'll be, be back. back. As long as they keep everybody, because honestly, I think they will, to be honest. If I'm not mistaken, I want to say everybody's under contract unless yeah. trades somehow happen, mm-hmm. which I honestly that will be the death of Detroit if that oh, if they yeah. either trade away one of their biggest biggest players or if they trade away, you know, a co- a coach of some sort. I mean we shall see, but Detroit absolutely phenomenal season. You knocked off, you know, old Matthew Stafford who used to play for Detroit in the playoffs, and then you knocked off Baker Mayfield, who surprisingly actually had a good decent year. season. Oh, yeah. good, good year, good year, very good season for Baker Mayfield. I think he finally has found a home in in the NFL because obviously, hope so. you know, hope we've so. been <laughs> we've been following his career. Obviously, he was with Cleveland. With Carolina, with Carolina for a little bit, and now I think he finally has a home in Tampa Bay. And I know, and I'm already hearing the rumor about the rumors about being the next Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, leave this <laughs> alone. I'm like, leave yeah. it alone, please, for the love of God. I'm trying not to hear. I mean, don't get me wrong, Tom Brady, amazing career. I, I mean, you can't say anything bad about At the man. All. I mean, come on, you got seven seven rings. With two different teams, I mean, come on, man, that's that's unheard of. Even and I had to say, even Joe Montana couldn't do that. And I always thought Joe Montana was much better than Tom Brady, but that will okay. be buried under the bridge at this point. So, but nah, Baker Mayfield had one a, a great season. I think Tampa Bay has a strong future, and honestly, Mike Evans has had a very very good year for you know his wide receiving core, but. I mean, yeah, NFC's wrapped up. It is the 49ers and Kansas City Chiefs. So let me go ahead and ask. You know, we're about one week away from the biggest game of the year. I think it'll be one of the one of the most viewed games of the year of the year. Or, or probably at least in the last I'd say about three, four years at least for the Super Bowl. So I'm gonna ask. Oh, the Swifties are watching, man. I was gonna say most definitely. That's why. I, I that's like, why I didn't want to say that. I, I didn't want to say that. That's the reason why. <laughs> let's be honest. Let's be honest. <laughs> be honest. <I> was <laughs> like, right. But who's gonna win it? 49ers or Kansas City? Mm. Mm. Um, I think I made this prediction yesterday. I think it will be the Chiefs. I think like Pat will give him another. We'll get another one. Shout out to Pat. You know, Texas boy. I think oh, it'll be. Yeah, I, I think it'll be, but 
I think it'll be 28-21. I think it's going to oh, be a close. Wow. I think That's it's going to be a close game. game. Okay. I think it's going to be a close game because while the, these are two high-powered offenses, they also have very, very high-powered defenses. You look at San Francisco, Nick Bosa and Chase Young on the opposite sides of the line. You have Fred Warner. You got Javarius Ward, Taloa Hafunga. You know, you got you got you got a lot of you got some pieces there. But look at Kansas City again. You got Mike Edwards, Chris Jones, uh, Jarius Sneed, Carl Laftis. You know, I think both sides have great defenses, and I think it's they're definitely it's going to be like uh, you know an iron sharpening iron here. Yeah. It's definitely going to be an iron sharpening iron. I think it's just gonna it's gonna come down to one play. Simply, it's gonna come down to one play is gonna decide who wins this game. Oh, yeah. I like it. Okay. Jerry? Oh, my God. As much as I hate to say this, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I hate the Swifties. I do not, I do not <laughs> want to see them. Wow. Oh, damn. Straight. I do not want to see them. But they're coming for you, Straight in the camera, though. <laughs> I hate the Swifties. They're coming I, I'll for stand you. on business on that. <laughs> and they're going to stand on business on you, too. I don't care. They will. They're coming after Jerry. <laughs> but, yeah, just like the, the Chiefs have Super Bowl experience. And I feel like so that's something you, you, you can't you can't replace that. And um, I, yeah, like Roderick said, it's gonna come down to one play. Like it's gonna be a back and forth game, unless if someone folds, like a Travis Kelsey, who in the latest <laughs> season, last season, was non-existent mm-hmm. for the Chiefs. But that's very unlikely now since he's cooking in the playoffs. But if one player disappears on either team, it's it's a wrap. Yeah. Like if like if Brock Purdy had like. A four interception game. Obviously, you're gonna lose that. Or Travis Kelsey like just disappears. You're gonna lose that. So you just have to have everything clicking for like your teams, or else you're gonna give the favor to the other one. That's true. Fair, John. <clears throat> the Chiefs. The so Chiefs. We we got all Chiefs across the board. The Chiefs. Because I'm a Swifty. I ain't going to lie. Uh, under, the, uh, under the books. Under the rug. Under the rug. I'm coming out. Okay, I'm a Swifty. Right I'm there. coming out. I'm <laughs> coming out. <laughs> On the record. No, I'm just playing. But they have the experience, man. They've been clicking. I know this regular season, it, they have some They had some weird games, man. Some really weird <laughs> games. Shout out to Darius Tony. <laughs> yeah, that man. So a lot of drop balls, bro. A lot of drop balls. They were. They, they looked rough. But now it's playoff time. What they're used to is coming along. Mm-hmm. So the momentum that they have, I feel like Travis Kelce is locked in. Patrick Mahomes is locked in. The whole team just looks locked in. Um, and the Niners, I mean, apparently their downfall. But mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> Real. Bias. But. Bias. <laughs> they don't have the Super Bowl experience. They don't. Many, many of the players on this team don't have. The Super Bowl experience compared to the Chiefs. So that makes me believe the Chiefs have an opportunity right here to get another one and to make millions of dollars off the Swifties. And Shout out. Uh, <laughs> they just, I mean. You can't argue with the stats. I, I, I think the Taylor Swift, I think they said she generated like 300 mil for the yeah. Chiefs this season. Uh, like, yeah. good Lord. I, I logged in. I literally had someone <laughs> DM me because I posted about the Chiefs and Niners. They literally said, I only watched the game for Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift's boyfriend like, is that's wild. Know, Taylor Swift's boyfriend and her and his team are just going crazy. You know, <laughs> they, they they're going crazy, man. So when when it translates to the field, I mean that that's that's all you can ask for out of a team. I I mean all the eyes are on you, and they're stepping up to the plate and executing. They look what they did the Ravens, and look what they've done in the past. They don't fold in front of Taylor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nope. Well, they don't, and I don't think they will. <laughs> <laughs> Not on the biggest stage of them all. Okay, well, <laughs> so, right. so let me let me flash y'all back a little bit. Okay. Last time that these two met was in 2020, mm-hmm. before COVID happened. That's a different time. I know, I know. Yeah, that's like 10 years ago. It's like almost. It, it feels like it. I know right? it does. I know it does. <laughs> Let's talk about yeah, different time. It was it down there. Like it. Super Bowl was held in Miami, Florida. It was the 49ers yep. in Kansas City. Yep, yep. When Jimmy Garoppolo was still quarterback for the Niners, Matt Breida was the running, running back for, for them, and a young Debo Samuel yep, and a yep. young George Kittle. So, but just looking at the veterans who are returning, really for both teams, can't. Uh, 49ers side, it's George Kittle, 
Debo Samuel and Fred Warner. As far as star power, those are the main three that are are back in the super, back in the Super Bowl yeah, for yeah. the 49ers. Kansas City, it's I believe uh just it's Justice Reed, Justin Reed, right? Yes, get the Reed. Right. Okay, yes. Reed, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kel- and Travis Kelsey. I I want to say that was really it because Tyrone was it. that yeah. was it their whole receiving core has changed yeah oh and McCall Hartman because McCall Hartman's back on on that's Kansas right that City. he is back he is yeah back. so he came back this past year so I would say I know the the veteran experience is on Kansas City side but I think to me I I think the 49ers just have too much star power and I hate to I hate to say that because they have a great wide receiving core and Samuel Ayuk Kittle I mean and to think Kyle Juszczyk really wasn't a fa- I mean, he was a pretty pretty good factor against the Lions this past you know, this w past Walker. weekend. So I think they could find a, probably find a way to utilize him a little bit more in the Super Bowl. So I'm going to go ahead and be the lone wolf. I'm going to go with the 49ers. 49ers. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I, I, I want that to happen. <laughs> I yeah. I, I, yeah. Take down I think, the Swifties. I think take it'll, down the Chiefs. I think – my hate for the 49ers <laughs> is a little bit more for than Taylor Swift. So I think I'll it might sick it. It might make me sick to see Anna Frey hold up a Lombardi trophy. <laughs> but but I see where you're coming from. Again, they do have a lot of stars. Nick Bosa is a machine. Absolutely. A literal machine. Oh, yeah. Chase Young hasn't had they... the greatest no, season. No, not at all. Hasn't had the greatest <laughs> season. But but it's still Chase Young. And I feel like Chase Young will eventually he he'll, he'll still he'll break back out to the Chase Young we used to know. Oh, for sure. So I I see where you're coming from. I really do. The 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 Niners they're still star 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 everywhere. They it's have stars point. everywhere. It's a valid point. Is yeah. to see so how they show up in the big moment. It will be iron versus iron. I believe it. Absolutely. So Super Bowl will be in a couple weeks. But before we transition to the NBA. Pro Bowls this weekend. Ooh, mm. Pro Bowl. The Pro what? Yeah. The Pro what? Like, Pro what? <laughs> <The Pro one. laughs> honestly, Mini I don't. Games. Honestly, Mini I games. stopped. I stopped watching the summer Pro camp one. vibes. I honestly stopped watching <laughs> <laughs> dodgeball. Dodgeball. <laughs> really, bro? Skills <laughs> challenge. No, for real. I stopped watching the Pro Bowl years ago, and I recently just I I looked back at uh the 2013 game when it was Deion Sanders team versus Michael Irving's team. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of just see like the NFL, like it's just not the same anymore. Like how it used to be. It's for the kids. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I was about to say this. It's just, you look at the way they market it now. Now they have their deal with Nickelodeon. It's mm-hmm. an easy way for the oh, Pro yeah, Bowl yeah, to right. be like, you know, more, Super Bowl ki- too. you know, yeah, more about the kids. You know, you know, like, oh, let's like obviously like you also got a, the demographic for kids in football. It's huge, yeah. and so I think the NFL is trying to solidify that they stay this popular because with like if you touch if you hit the kids like right where they like like. What kid doesn't like SpongeBob? You know, like come oh, on, course. like Patrick, Patrick talk, running around with a football. Like what kid, <laughs> what kid wouldn't like that? You know, so no, it's like real, they're really hitting the the nail on the head with what how they're trying to portray this. I I missed I missed the game. I missed the full on scrimmage oh, too. I too. Man, I mean, talk about that was literally like peak television. Mm-hmm. But but at the same time, you know, it's not it's not it's not bad to take a break. You know, enjoy the people that we do have and enjoy that. They're still they're still fun to be had. I think the Pro Bowl still shows us that there's still fun in the game, you know, yeah. and that not everything has to be taken so seriously. You know, I think it's good. You know, a little dodgeball game here and there. Max Crosby, you know, not the best at it, but you know he'll get better. Or you know, uh, Trayvon being the best uh, the best skills catcher in yeah. the league. <laughs> but you know, I think it I think it's nice. I think it's a nice break. I think it's cool. If you tune in, you tune in. If you don't, you don't. It's cool, you know. But I, I think it's it's something, at least to, you know, waste time with. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I can I ride can, with that. I can ride with that. Absolutely. I feel like with this like the Pro Bowl weekend, I feel like if you're like you're a diehard like NFL fan, it's like whatever. But if you're just like a casual watcher, you're like wow, like they're playing dodgeball, like NFL players playing dodgeball, like what? So I feel like the Pro Bowl is more so like for the casual or people who just like never watch in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just for that, this targeted toward that kind of audience because it's just like you don't see NFL players like doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. on games, just anything. Like you get to see like their kind of personality and like what mm-hmm. they're about. Mm-hmm. What they're about, yeah. Yeah. So just a Pro Bowl weekend. I mean, if you watch it, you watch it. And if you don't, you don't. Pretty much. It's for the kids. And that's all I got to say about that. It's for the kids. <laughs> it's just, it's a target. You get them early. Then you start, then they start watching the next season. And bam. You and then fans. you get the next Justin Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> 
And Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's, well, that's the, the, so that's going to do it for us for the NFL. Obviously, the Pro Bowl and the NFL Honors is this past is this coming weekend, and also the Super Bowl is going to be the following week. But now, we're going to do the NBA. Ooh, Ooh. Damn. my territory! We're going to start off with the NBA All Star as the All Star team has been revealed. I got the starting lineup for you guys right here. Let's Ooh. go and start off. For the East team, it is Giannis Antetokounmpo, mm-hmm. Joel Embiid, Tyrese mm-hmm. Halliburton, Damian mm-hmm. Lillard, and Jason Tatum Ooh, for your starters dang. for the Eastern Conference. Well, first off, before I do the West, do you all do you guys like the fact that it's back to the normal normal yes. lineup yes. with yes. East yes. versus West? Yes, I love yes. the East versus West. I think the captains thing it was a nice idea. The first time they did it around, it was cool. Second time, okay, but. These last two years have shown us that that is very boring. Like, honestly, (laughs) it's very, very boring. Like, if you watched last year's, that was quite possibly the worst game of basketball I've (laughs) ever seen. I mean, that was was pretty boring. But the East and West, it's iconic. You know, you get to see rivalries unfold, like how we saw Kobe versus Braun, uh, Carmelo versus Braun. You know, like Mm. you get to see old school rivalries come back alive. I agree with that. Absolutely. So now. Western Conference, Western Conference All Star starting lineup is Luka Doncic, Kevin Durant, SGA, LeBron James, and Nikola Jokic. So honestly, Stacked. not shocked, not shocked by at the starters, no. but I'm kind of surprised Steph Curry is not a starter. No, 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 no. This is not a surprise. No, 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 no. Well, I, I'm oh, just dang. a little bit surprised because you know <laughs> yeah. I've watched obviously I've watched Steph Curry throughout his whole career and he's been an All Star starter really every yeah. single season. It's just this is the first season where he's just not a starter. So I mean, no, the team isn't as good. The team is, oh, yeah. and, and not to mention Steph is not playing Steph ball right now. No, yeah. he's Steph not. I, is not having a good year right now. Shay's, now that's why Shay's in. Well, I don't go that far. I feel like the last like 13 games he hasn't played good, but like I feel like overall he's had a good. Team. He's played the last the last two games he's played. They were pretty good, but. We're talking about Steph material. He's Steph not Curry. Steph. Steph is Steph is currently shooting, and I looked this up recently. He is currently shooting around forty-seven percent from the field in total, and about forty percent from the three. For Steph, that's low. That, yeah. Steph that's is true. usually in the forty-two, forty-three range for three, at least fifty percent from the field. Like that's that's low for Steph. That team's not playing well right now, yeah. and I think it's hard for you, even though he's playing good. He's not playing great, and it's hard for you to justify putting him over someone like SGA, who is currently an MVP Hooking. candidate, cooking, unguardable. And then you have someone like Luka Doncic, who, by the way, broke history again, yeah. dropping <laughs> seventy-two on the Hawks. It's hard for you to justify someone like Steph Curry being a starter when you have two juggernauts like that, like pretty much running the West at their position. Absolutely, I agree, and I mean, you've been talking about. You know, we've been talking about Steph Curry about you know him being possibly the greatest shooter to ever play the game of basketball. I know that's is. that's out there, yeah, but he is. I mean he's 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 in that conversation. And the fact that you know he's not having you know the year that we all expect him to have is just shocking to see. And, and like you said, the Warriors are not really having their best year at all this season, so it, it kind of plays out. But I'm not gonna lie, that kind of all started with <laughs> with uh, Draymond Green <laughs> being, oh, yeah. oh, being the WWE <laughs> heavyweight sign champion. Sign that man to WWE. He can himself. Vince, get <laughs> first, to him. First grade manners, man. Triple H, get <laughs> to him. Sign him a cinema contract, Triple H. I know you got it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a big WWE nerd, so don't get me don't get me started on that. <laughs> but, but I mean, yeah, the NBA All Stars is underway. I mean, also talk about you know something new. We have a NBA versus WNBA three point contest. Oh yeah, Ooh, with, Steph and, with, with Steph and Sabrina. With Steph and Sabrina. So I mean. I got to ask, who's going to win that? I mean, I know it's kind of a disadvantage because... Sabrina. Uh, hold on. Let me finish. <laughs> Steph is going to be shooting from the regular NBA three-point line. Sabrina is going to be shooting from the WNBA three-point line. So, does that really make a difference in any way? Or I, I, I don't know. I, I think, think it does. I, yeah, it does a little because, bit. Um, if y'all tune in for the WNBA three-point contest, she actually set the record of all time. She scored 37 points in yep. the three-point contest, which is like the highest ever. Mm. Like I think it was actually for both NBA and WNBA. Yeah, that's both. that was the highest score like in history. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be something really fun to watch because obviously Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time, and then Sabrina, and she's a good shooter as well. And it's kind of funny how this all came up because Steph Curry was macked up during a game, and she, he was like, "Man, I got I gotta play Sabrina." 
because she's been like lining it up and then the NBA literally like set it up like a day later. Literally. <laughs> I agree. I think it's unnecessary though. I think the line <laughs> I, don't, I don't No 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 I want the event. I'm hyped for the event. I want to watch that. I think and Sabrina also agrees that there's no reason for her to shoot from the WNBA line. She's like, if you saw her recent tweet, no, she's yeah. like, I'll shoot from three from regular NBA three point line because I think it's yeah, like Sabrina can shoot. Like Absolutely. I don't think I, I don't see why we need to change the lines and make them different for both shooters. They mm-hmm. are they are both great shooters. Sabrina Absolutely. can shoot. Like Absolutely. she can shoot from deep. So why try to make it, you know, why try to make it different? So but I'm hyped for it. I think Sabrina's gonna I think Sabrina's gonna pull up the dub. I'm sorry. To all the mm. Steph, the, all the, the Steph, Steph playing, man. I, I, I said the same thing. I think I think Sabrina's gonna probably win it sorry too. Sorry to all the Steph fans out there, but Sabrina's I, got it. I think it's a great event. It's gonna make a lot of money. You gotta get some WNBA fans exposure. You know, yep. Get them some exposure. It's gonna be good for business, and it's gonna be good at, for the basketball fandom and community that love to see these type of fun matchups. I mean, Sabrina is a dog. dog. Is a dog. <laughs> dog. dog. Oh, yeah. Ball. So. I'm I'm excited. I'm happy that the NBA made it happen and put it on the books, and it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I think Sabrina mm-hmm. beat Steph. Mm-hmm. I think older. I think Steph will win. I think that's fair. I, I mean, he got locked in, man. He gotta be like, yeah. oh, it's game seven. I right, it's game seven NBA finals. It's gotta Bam. be Cavs hey. versus the Cavs. Because if he loses, that's gonna live on. I mean, his team is gonna clown him for the rest of the season on that. Oh yeah, for sure. Like. Draymond. That's gonna be on his Draymond's gonna do something again. Is probably antagonize him. It'll be another punch. It's gonna be another Jordan Poole situation. Yeah, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be wild. You know, the dynasty wed if he loses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. That's no, play. it's all good. But yes, the All Star break is coming up, and I mean, now I, I okay, now I have to ask this question: What is the one event in the All Star break that you guys love this? Like, just is always just in anticipation to see. Like the, either three point contest, rising stars, cha- uh, rising stars challenge, the dunk, uh, dunk contest. I mean, I, I would say dunk contest, but I mean, these guys' past mm. couple years really hasn't really yeah, been the it's best. Definitely not. It's definitely slipped. It's just like you come and you, you run out of dunks to do. Like yeah, everyone's done like every single dunk. So like when the dunk contest comes by, like you just don't have many options. And also like the big players aren't in the dunk contest anymore. Like you had guys like. Like Paul George, uh-huh. Warren, uh-huh. Demar Derozan, Dwight, and now you Dwight, have yep. Mac McGraw. McGee. <laughs> hey, don't like, like don't he, don't, don't, dis, don't Mac dis Mac. Don't dis Mac. He should awesome. be in the NBA. But just he like should, but he's you, not. You go from Paul George to Demar Derozan to Kenyon Martin Jr. and Jericho Sims. Like yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's just like That's a, a downfall. And like, I mean, I'll watch it because like I'm an NBA fanatic. But like a casual fan's like, who? <laughs> who, is right? who? who is this? Who? So I yeah, look up the roster. The, the dunk contest, I just like. So you would think. So to think, Mac McClung is gonna try to go back to back this year. You would think. Oh, right? I mean, that oh, yeah, got sure. it. Yeah. That man's yeah. got hops, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That guy's insane. Like I said, Max Nutty. He's he's. I think he's averaging like twenty four in the G League right now. Twenty five. He's, he's 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 solid. I don't know why the 76ers don't add him to their roster. He is better than half of their bench players. Sorry. You can argue with me if you want, but he's better than half of their bench players. I don't know why they don't pick him up. Solid guard right there, but I think he'll go back to back. But me personally, I think the challenge that I'm ready to see is the rising stars. Oh, the yeah. young talent that has been roaming around the league currently is insane. Let alone the sophomores, you know, people like Jabari Smith you know, yep. and Katie and all of them. But we need to look at the current rookies. You got Wemby. You got mm-hmm. Chet. Mm-hmm. You got Jaime Jaquez. The top three Ooh. rookies right now. You get, then you got uh, Keontae George. Yeah. You know you got you got the Thompson twins. Like there's a yep. lot. There's a lot of young talent in the league right now. And I think that game, that game might honestly be better than the All Star game if we're being <laughs> honest. That <laughs> might actually lie. be a dog game. So I think I'm hyped for the Rise of Stars. You know that that's gonna be that's gonna be a, definitely a show. Shout out to my boy Jaime Jaquez. He God. We're waiting oh. for you to get better. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, but before we get out of here, let's go ahead and take a quick. <laughs> I didn't get say mine. Oh my bad, my bad, my bad. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Three point contest always that that for me. I played shooter in high school, so just watching the three point contest, seeing the forms, seeing like the consistency that is entertaining. Seeing how much, I mean, Steph dominated, Clay Tom dominated the back oh, and yeah. forth there. <laughs> yeah, that's that fun. fun but I do like the Rising Stars Challenge. It is going to be mm-hmm. definitely entertaining to see, and it's always fun to see how the young players. Again, used to the league, you know, they're having yeah, fun, course. but they're also competitive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
they're young. They want to they want to show off. They want to make sure that the world knows. All right, I'm here for sure. It's gonna be my time. Give me like we got LeBron, but let me let me get <laughs> let me settle. Let me put my roots in, and we're gonna you know take over. So the Rising Star Challenge is definitely one of the greatest events. Oh yeah, I, I I didn't say mine either, but yeah, definitely Rising Stars, and like it just gives like a chance for like teams that don't have an all star to like get represented. Like for me, I'm a Spurs fan, so seeing so, Vic out there here. is gonna be awesome. Like just like Ooh, just man. having representation, <laughs> and he's gonna be the best player out there uh, from the sophomores. And rookies, he's gonna be the best player out there. Mm. No bias, to- totally no <laughs> bias. By the way, mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, for me, over Jaime, yeah. Stars. Well, over Chet, yeah. I mean, Chet's oh. uh, no, 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 over he's Chet. Better than Chet. Yeah. He's Chet. way yes. better than Chet. I can go on a forty-five minute rant. Uh-huh. Guys, uh, better than guys, Chet. we have to know. we have to choose between either. What's better? Do we decide? Because guys, I don't know if y'all know, but Wemby gets to step back. And Chet doesn't get the stat okay, pad. Okay, that's a false. And Chet, is that false? Is that false? Look, is that false? Look, imagine if Wemby was on OKC. He's not. He's getting he, the same he, numbers as Chet. Nah. Yes. No, he's yes. doing better. He's, yeah. he's doing better. Yes. Nah, they'll use him and no, he'll be no. putting up he's doing 20, better. 10. So you're telling me that Greg Popovich isn't using Ch- uh, Wemby the right way? Wemby the ball. Uh, Wemby has the ball in his like, hands a predominant amount of the time. Arguably, no. Because on the team, he, he he's gets, one he of the mid- only offensive pieces Co- we have. Correct. So Devin that's what Russell. I'm saying. He's stat padding. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but let's not. We can't act like he's just this good because of his numbers are slightly better. Look at the game he has to play. He has the ball in his hands most of the time, and not to he has to score most of the time. When you look at Chet's numbers, Chet is right there with them, and he has people like SGA who can hold the ball, Jay Will that can hold the ball. But- Kitty, Giddy can hold the ball. He has players around him that are known to be good players, and they can handle the ball. They're and established do their own things. They're, They're established. I'm players. saying you're gonna tell me that Chet is supposed to average 22 like Wemby when he has SG on the floor? No, no, I'm not saying that. But, but they have similar numbers. I'm sorry, skill wise, Victor Wembanyama is over Chet. Yes, when I look at the when I look at the one on ones, when I look at the matchups. Skill-wise and what he's done overseas and what Chet's done, you know, I, there's two different there are two different situations. France, college, but when I look at those individual plays where it's one-on-one and I've seen what Wimby has done, that skill, to me, is over Chet Holmgren. Just any day of the oh, week yeah, for me. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, just and like that's the, my opinion. The fact that, like, Wimby's doing this with, like, with no, like, established facilitator, like, I mean, as of lately, they've been playing Trey Jones as point at point guard, side mm-hmm. point guard. But for a long time, they had Jeremy Sohan playing point guard. Yeah, and he, I mean, he, he's not a starting <laughs> point guard. He I don't know is. why either. Honestly, yeah, that was they very... did it for an experiment, and he had tunnel vision. Jeremy Sohan would just like try scoring and would just brick a layup and not give one be an open look. And that was like for the majority of the season until like until last recently. month. Yeah. And then once they put Trey Jones in, his numbers went up. And Wemby's game just overall got better. So imagine if Wemby had a good facilitator and just overall yeah. like a better team. He his stats would be even more. And he's only playing like around like 24, 27 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. He's on minutes restrictions. Mm-hmm. So imagine if he played like a full 30, 35 minutes a game. And you see it from and you hear it from the other stars in the league. Jokic has mentioned him, and Bede has mentioned him. They've all been like Giannis. this man. It, well, yeah. you see what he did I mean, to Giannis. I mean, it's hard. The to, man it's was hard to. Up I mean, it's hard to. But it's hard to like look after. I mean, he's seven. Mm-hmm. He's seven fifteen. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like it's hard to. You can't not look at him. You yeah. know. But I just feel like he has the dribble. I think it. I mean, let's not. Uh, Vimby, great dribbler. Sham godding. I don't know how you're sham godding at seven three, but you're sham godding. So he's him. Wemby is talented. Wemby is talented. Mm-hmm. But I feel like. Chet is simply a. I think Chet is more of what a big man should be right now. I think Chet has the defensive capabilities that big men's need. Mm-hmm. He has the shooting ability to space the floor, and he can still finish at the rim like any other big man. Mm-hmm. And I know Spurs fans will be like, "Well, Wimby dunked the Chet. What do you mean?" Well, Wimby does the same things. <laughs> Wimby does the same things. Wimby yeah, does he, he doesn't argue he's better. Defensively, better than Chet. Defensively, yes. he's seven three. He can he's a wingspan of a plane and can block anybody. He's averaging three point one blocks a game. That's true. Right now, yeah. he leads the. He's leading all rookies in blocks per game, rebounds per game, and steals per game. You could like, put LeBron on that team. He's still gonna have the same amount of. LeBron blocks. is dunking on Wimby. Stamp it. Stamp it. Stamp it. 
<laughs> I'm talking about if LeBron was on the Spurs, he would still be averaging the same. That box. will never. No. Happen, yes, he would. No. no yes, I think he would. He would. No. Because there's no way that you're gonna let LeBron be in there, the post to be defensively, no matter whatever part so, of the team you have. Wimby's gonna be down there and block everybody. How, have you seen the blocks that this man is pulled? <laughs> I mean, you, look, he just holds a hand up and he's got it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, but it Jabari, Jabari what he did to Jabari Smith, blocked him oh, once, yeah. came back, blocked him again. Ba- he's doing that consistently. Wemby's the only person who can guard two people at once. That is yes. true. His defensive yeah. instincts are insane. He's arguably in the DPOI race this uh, yes. season. He honestly is. And the worst thing that could be out of his career is that he's just the greatest defender. Honestly. that's he, And that has been said. By I believe it was uh, Gilbert Reynes on his podcast. That man is an ungodly <laughs> talent. Ungodly talent. All right, it is out of this universe. That's why they call him the alien. alien. I think it's ruining our lane. <laughs> Get that man out of here. That's not the generational archetype. But him and Chet, that's going to be great to see for the rest oh, of yeah. it. That's, you know, that's going to be great for them. They are going to be rivals. Mark, the Michael Warriors, they, they are now yeah, rivals. Yeah, that's going to be like Hakeem and, and David Robinson. They will right be there. rivals that's to be That's not even, wait, that's not even a rivalry. That wasn't yeah, even it was a rivalry. Hakeem killed was. him. It was, uh, it was it was uh, the storyline. Darren Robinson the has more rings, though. So, yeah. yeah. It was back and forth. It was. That. No, wait. No, he doesn't. Hakeem has Not what? One? Hakeem has. Hakeem has two. No, he has one. He won one with the Rockets in 95, and that was it. That was it. I swear to God, I thought no, he had two. Nope, it's 95, yeah. and then David Robinson has two championships. Hakeem made it to the conference championship yeah, finals yeah. a bunch of times, but he doesn't have the rings to show it. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be. That kind of rivalry, it's gonna be like Dirk and and uh, Timmy. You know, it's gonna be back. Well, and that's forth. less of a rivalry. I don't know. That's what? Well, they're matchups. Timmy is like Timmy is like top five. Come I on mean, now. yeah, but I mean, like the matchups going into those games are gonna be okay. It's it's yeah. them too. Even when other. the Spurs played OKC like this season, Vic took it personally. Like he went straight at Victor. They also lost. Okay, they well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they lost. OKC's number one in the league right now, or in the Westman to say. Yeah, and the Spurs are bottom because like. We ain't got, you know, we got Devin Vassell who puts up 20, Keldon who shows up on some nights, Jeremy who can kill him. Johnson, man. I thought he was like, I looked at what he did the last year. He was so good. And then he just, I don't know. I think he's just adjusting to win. Sorry, I hate to interrupt, but Hakeem, looking it up, he does have two championships. He has two? Yes. He has two titles, two championships, 94 and 95. Oh yeah, the oh, Rockets they, they go, go back, back to back. back. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he has equal amount that David Robinson has. So I just wanted to make sure I got the stat lines. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think they went back to back. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like I, I the Spurs fans, y'all are taking that dunk a little too Y'all taking it a little too out of the pit. Y'all taking it way too far. The one on chat? Not at all. Yes. They not like, at all. Come on. <laughs> nah. Come on, yo. It's consistent. It was that was it's the one. That was consistent. the one dunk he got the whole he game. He and dunked on it. No, I mean overall, they were losing on everybody. The, the Thunder were but, winning but, by thirty. They didn't care anymore. They, they got were, pieces, man. They got. I get, but pieces. that's what I'm saying, y'all. Check it out. This one dunk is just so magnificent. I'm not saying. Forget that. the numbers, bro. Look at the wins. They're not winning still. The Spurs no, are a rebuilding team. The, the Thunder. LeBron are, won by himself when he was a rookie. That is true. LeBron won Very by himself. See again, LeBron James. I mean, this, but this is Wimby again. Yeah. This is Wimby. This is the guy that they said is going to be a similar. They treat him like how LeBron they treated LeBron yeah, yeah, back yeah, in the day. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You can't you can't magnify this person so high, but then not have any wins to show for it. Like so, if you're gonna put this narrative out that Wimby's the alien, Wimby's the god, Wimby's the next, you know, whatever, he's gonna be the best. Mark my words. Then he has to play like it, exactly. regardless if he's getting, yeah. regardless of all these numbers, he's not getting wins. And when you look at other people who have came in, I mean, KD took the Seattle Sonics. They were getting wins when KD came in. That's true. LeBron, mm-hmm. when he came to the Cavs, literal bums, literal <laughs> bums. <laughs> they were dead. They were like, they were like close G leaguers. You know what yep. I'm saying? Yep. Like they were right there. So it's like you can't really put these people up here and then expect you can't put them up here with these greats and then expect him. So, you know, and then, like, just go off numbers, be like, oh, yeah, he's fine. They're still not winning. And I think it's not his fault entirely, but no, no. he's not winning. So you got to get some wins on your boat. We can't discredit wins now. Yeah, regardless, yeah, regardless what it is, he has to win. But we're talking rookie of the year, though? He's well, got it. We're talking I, about individual? I yeah, he's Chet. got it. Wemby clears Chet. I still think Chet. I mean, <laughs> that's Well, that's we, could, we could continue this ba- debate <laughs> a little, <laughs> little, little bit later, but, I mean... 
NBA is starting to hit its crunch numbers. We'll quick, we'll just quickly name the top eight uh, teams in each conference. Right now, sitting number one in the East is Boston. Number two is Milwaukee. Number three, I'm wow, New New York Knicks. I the mean, Knicks? I knew that the Knicks. I knew they were in the top. The top. I just didn't realize they were number three. Yeah, that's in January they went fourteen and two. Yeah, that's incredible. That's all OG Ananobi. Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. That was a good trade. Number four, Cleveland. Number five, Philadelphia Seventy Six Series. Number six, the Indiana Pacers. Tyrese Halliburton has been phenomenal this Go. season. Nias Pascal Siakam. They're gonna cook. True. Number seven, Miami Heat, and number eight, Ooh. the Orlando. <laughs> Orlando, Orlando Magic. Magic. Yeah, that's how we hit it. That's how we hit it. What you know what that and now in the West, the number one team, the Minnesota Timberwolves, number wow. two, OKC, Ants. number three, LA Clippers, who Ooh. is actually having a PG, very underrated. Kawhi, and James Harden are and Westbrook. Dogs. And Westbrook. Westbrook I'll put that in the chat that they were going to be good. Dogs. And everyone clown on me, bro. That's a now they're they good. are they are that's an old team, but they are some dogs. They are playing oh, yeah. amazingly. They're using their experience to the max. They finally, it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> number four, the, the defending champs, champs, the Denver Nuggets. Number five, Sacramento. Number six, the Phoenix Suns. Number seven, the New Orleans Pelicans. And number eight, Shout the Dallas Dallas Mavericks. Wow, wow. Kyrie no, and no, the, no Lakers. And the, the Lakers well, are number nine. The Lakers, yeah, yeah number that's what you said. The Lakers are number nine, right below Dallas. So. I mean, love yeah. to see it. Love to see it. I mean, I'm honestly not surprised about the Timberwolves because they've been balling on year. And he's taking his leap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is a superstar. Absolutely. Right. I mean, and I'm not surprised that Memphis is nowhere near this because their oh, team yeah. kind of just crumbled at this point with Job, Moran, job with, his, with his off-season stuff or off-the-court stuff, and then obviously Dylan Brooks leaving as well. So that kind of, I guess you could say that kind of played a little bit of a factor in it, but. He will be back. Yeah, that though. man showed up for like four games. Yeah. Like, oh, I was John, like, come I was, on. That's what I said. I was hey. like, man, he's finally after suspension. First game back, and back then, to normal boom. job. I was like, oh, yeah, this is the Grizzlies are about to be another threat. And then, womp, womp, leg, <laughs> his leg's gone, <laughs> and now he's back, as you know, but he will be back. Hey, he, he won more games than the Pistons did. That's so true, Oh, uh, no. But poor Detroit. They've gone through so much this year. Man. I mean, Detroit, I mean, Lions having Trade their game. their postseason – and unfortunately, coming up short, the Red Wings, I don't think, are doing too hot in hockey right no, now. No. Uh, Miguel Cabrera for the Tigers reti- just retired this past season as well for uh, Detroit Tigers. And uh. then, obviously, the Pistons having one of their worst years in franchise history. So, yeah, Detroit's going through a lot in the sports Can't world Can't have right anything now. in Detroit. <laughs> I mean, they got. What Washington. do they say? They say Detroit versus everybody. Everybody's winning. Right? <laughs> Everybody Everybody's winning. Detroit. But one thing I need to get from Detroit is their Detroit deep dish style pizza. That is a must. Mm. Say what now? Deep dish pizza, bro. They they got that. Yeah, yes. that's what they're known that, for. That, that's what they're known for. Yeah, they're known Detroit, for making cars. Detroit. I thought, yeah, yeah, I thought it was for cars and no. they're the Motor City. Yeah, but man. they're also known yeah. for the pizza. Yeah, they're known for the go to New deep. York. What? Nah, I'm sorry, bro. Nah, go I'm to bro, Chicago. Bro. I'm a big, I'm a big like pizza critic. I like deep, I like deep dish. Deep it's dish good. Is no, it's good. It's just why would you go to Detroit when you can go to like Chicago or like you know, think yep. Yeah, you I got Chicago. <laughs> Can't argue with it. Fair enough. But, I mean, guys, that's going to do it for this episode of Close to the Wall. That's I mean, oh, Roderick answer. and J- J- uh, Jerry, this was y'all's first Close to, close to the Wall. Welcome to, uh, welcome to the club. Yeah, was first of many, first of many. First, first of many. Oh, yeah, indeed. for sure. To our listeners out there, you will be used to my voice. You will be sick of it, but I will be back. <laughs> <laughs> can we, I can't wait to get you and Caleb on here. That would be when my, t- when my twin gets here, when me and Mom. Caleb get on the mic, you will be sick of us, but you are also going to love me. Mark my words. Stamp it. Stamp it. You will hate me, but love But me. that's going to do it for us here. If you like this episode, be sure to tune in on Spotify. We will have this episode uploaded for you guys. Also, be sure to follow K- KTSW Sports on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, wherever you find KTSW for- Sports. For Giancarlo Cacho, Roderick Jackson, Jerry Castro, and our wonderful videographer, Mr. Bo Kelly, behind Woo! us here. MVP, MVP, big Bo, MVP. Big Bo. I'm Kobe Jackson. Wish you all a very happy Thursday. Have a good day, everybody. Be safe.